Hello, welcome to The Word on the Street, an awesome chance to engage with the Bible for you and your kids. Time to turn your spare time into God's time, and here to help is your host, Anna Ware. When Ted was born, I stopped working as a teacher, and I stayed at home and looked after Ted. I spent a lot of time and a lot of money making sure he was well fed, he had the right support and the right care, and then I had more and more children taking up more and more time and money. You might think that I'm complaining, but I actually found it a privilege to sacrifice all those things in my life and my work to be able to give it up for my children. Sacrifices are things that you give up and they cost you something. They can't be without cost. So you might give up some of your money to give to the church and that is a sacrifice unless you are giving an amount of money that doesn't make a difference or you don't really care about your money. Remember, it has to have a cost. You might sacrifice your spot in your handball game so that you can chat with a friend. This is a sacrifice if you really wanted that spot in the handball game and you gave it up to love your friend. You might sacrifice some of your lunch so that a friend who has none doesn't go hungry. That sacrifice is costing you because you don't have as much food. Although I know in primary school, you're not really allowed to do that. But in high school, you can. It might be more of a high school thing. Do you think that it would be a sacrifice if you had three beach towels and your friend was over having a swim and didn't bring a towel and then you actually gave him one of yours? Is that a sacrifice? Not really, because it isn't really costing you anything. You wouldn't really be missing that one towel because you've got two others and you don't need that third one. Can you think of other things that you might sacrifice? Giving up for some reason or another? When the Israelites were in Egypt and Pharaoh was making them slaves and they wanted to go free, an angel of death actually came through the city and was killing all the firstborn sons in each family. And it would pass over and skip every home that had lamb's blood on the doorframe. So each family of Israelites butchered a lamb and painted the blood on the frame of the door in order to protect their firstborn sons from the angel of death. They sacrificed the lamb and gave up that lamb, their future food, in order to save their firstborn sons. And the Israelites often sacrifice lambs for various things. Did you know that God has made sacrifices for us? God gave himself up. He gave up Jesus on the cross so that we could have our sins removed. That sacrifice cost him a lot, but he did it because he loves us so much. John chapter 1 verse 29 says, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is often referred to as a lamb because lambs are sacrifices, and there's a few other reasons too. What do you think? Yes or no? 
would you sacrifice your toys in order to get water? If you had to give up all your toys in order to get some water to drink because you didn't have any water to drink at all. Yes or no? That one might be an easy one because water is vital for living. Here's another one. Would you sacrifice your health, being able to move about and live a usual healthy life, for the option to eat unhealthy food all the time? Yes or no? Here's another thought. Would you sacrifice your warm bed for the night, give it up and sleep outside in order to raise money for homeless people doing it rough? Yes or no? Today's story. Today's story comes from Genesis chapter 22 and it is about sacrifices. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Sacrifices as burnt offerings in those days were usually animals that were killed and given to the Lord. God saying, I want you to kill Isaac and give him to me. God knows that he will go to heaven and he'll be all right. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram, a male sheep, caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. 
The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba. Wow. In this story, God really tested Abraham right to his heart. How willing was Abraham to follow God no matter what? He was so willing. Abraham was prepared to sacrifice everything he had for God, even his most precious son. God does not want us to be killing our children. He doesn't want us to be killing anybody but he does want us to be willing to give up everything for him. Abraham was tested and he was willing. If God tested us like that, what would be the most important things in our life? What would we be hesitant to give up for God? The fact is, the most important thing in your life is the question of where you are spending eternity. And that is the most important thing for everybody's life because our time here on earth is so short, but eternity is forever. God is the creator. God decides who spends eternity with him. And if you don't spend it with him, there's only one other horrible option. These facts make God the number one priority in my life. It means that I want to be willing to sacrifice anything for God. And if God was to test me, I want to prove to God that I am faithful like Abraham. Abraham was prepared to sacrifice everything he had for God. And I'd like to think that I was prepared to sacrifice everything I have for God too. God has so much power, but the fantastic thing is that he is loving and kind and would never ask us to sacrifice our child. But he might ask us to sacrifice other things. Question time. Question number one. If you were Abraham and were tested just like that, what do you think you would have done? Question number two, I want you to search your heart and think about how willing you are to sacrifice things for God. Share your thoughts together. In the next episode, we're going to be looking at Isaac's family and how the promise of having a huge nation starts to unfold. Well, we have come to the end of this episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Why not take a moment now to think about what you can take away from today's talk? Oh, and if you want to discover more episodes and resources, head on over to the Word on the Street website. There's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find there a copy of today's passage. Thanks for being part of the Word on the Street. We're really looking forward to you joining us again real soon. You've been listening to The Eternity Podcast Network. 
eternitypodcasts.com.au.